This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. The Bigger Picture on BFM 89.9, the business station. Good afternoon. This is um, Front Row under the MCO. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is our new segment where we will be giving, um, you know, sharing some arts, culture and entertainment that, uh, you know, you can find right from your own home. So today we're going to start off with a free staging of Jane Eyre by the National Theatre. So, um, the UK-based National Theatre is bringing the stage to the screen by streaming several iconic plays on YouTube every Thursday. So, last week was One Man, Two Governors featuring James Corden, which was watched by more than 2.5 million people. And uh, currently, streaming until this Thursday is Sally Cookson's bold reimagining of Bronte's classic, Jane Eyre. So, this uh, National Theatre at Home initiative has won praise from fans for allowing everyone to watch the plays for free. But really, it's all been made possible by the various cast and crew members of the play uh, the plays, sorry, who have waived their rights and they like many other production houses aim to provide access to content online to serve audiences who may be well, who are stuck in their homes right now <laughs> Yes, um, so the play of course is based on the novel, as we mentioned, written by Charlotte Bronte back in 1847 and the novel is a first person narrative told from the perspective of the heroine Jane, a seemingly plain girl plain Jane, um, mm. you know, who meets a lot of challenges in her life and and from childhood to adulthood, Jane faces many obstacles in her life. Uh, there's her cruel and abusive Aunt Reed. There's the grim conditions at Lowood School. Um, then there, of course, as she grows up, there's her love for her employer, Mr. Rochester. And of course, that mysterious character, Bertha. And we don't want to give too much away in case you don't know the story. But, you know, it does center around themes of marriage, education, um, appearances, society and class. There's even bits of the supernatural mm-hmm. in it. There's a lot of questions on mor- morality and ethics and uh, also very interestingly foreigners and the other Mm. Um, but throughout it all what we see is Jane the spirited heroine facing all her obstacles head on with her sharp wit and courage she survives poverty injustice and the discovery of bitter betrayal before taking the ultimate decision to follow her heart and if you want to know what that is you'll have to um, either read it or you could watch uh, the play so Sally Cookson's dynamic adaptation of Charlotte Bronte's novel is a Bristol Old Vic and National Theatre co-production and critics have said that there is nothing Nothing stuffy or static about Cookson's devised work. So the staging has been de- described by reviewers at theartsdesk.com as literature made intensely theatrical and multisensory. Yes, yeah, so throughout the play, you know, one can feel Jane's fervent wish for stimulation and adventure as portrayed by actor, um, actor Madeline Worrell. Um, the story follows the inspiring Jane, you know, fighting for freedom and fulfillment on her own terms. Um, and while, you know, there have been so many adaptations of Jane Eyre on stage and in film as well and those tend to centre on the romance between her and Rochester but this one is said to be more about Jane's life story you know in which she chafes against the restrictions placed on her sex and of course everyone right now can relate to her yearning to fling open a window and experience that outside world but what one will also see quite vividly communicated in the play is you know more of her spiritual and her psychological containment wow and uh, this production also stressed on the social inequality and injustice that Jane experiences throughout her life. So Jane refuses to be grateful for bare necessities which are delivered with cruelty. Instead, she demands kindness, opportunity 
opportunity, love and respect. So um, here's a clip from the play featuring arguably one of the most famous arguments in literary history where Jane and Mr. Rochester confront their feelings for one another. You must stay. Stay? Do you think I can stay to become nothing to you? Do you think I am an automaton? A machine without feelings? Do you think because I am poor, obscure, plain and little that I am soulless and heartless, you think wrong? I have as much heart as you and full of much soul. And if God had gifted me with some beauty and much wealth, I would have made it as hard for you to leave me as it is now for me to leave you. I am not talking to you now through the medium of custom or convention or even of mortal flesh. It is my spirit that addresses your spirit. Just as if we had both passed through the grave and stood now at God's feet, equal as we are. As we are, Jane! Let me go! Let me go! Jane! You're like a frantic bird tearing at its own feathers! I am no bird! And no net ensnares me! I am a free human being with an independent will, which I now exert to leave you! Jane! Jane! So Jane's struggles are visually conveyed in the play by a playground-like set in which Jane is constantly struggling up ladders and she's hampered by her skirts and corset, you know, uh, symbolising the repression that she's facing in her life. Yes, and um, I, I think, you know, from the clip that we just heard, you know, she really uh, found herself and was really fighting against Rochester there, you know. That's and, right, yeah. yeah. And um, it is refreshing, I think, to hear uh, that, vocalisation of her feelings yes. and that uh, sort of like refusing to be cowed by her situation. Yes, and you know, you can hear in uh, Rochester, you know, trying to tell her, hey, you're just crazy, you know, calm down. And she's like, no, I will not That's be silenced, right. which, right. which is a wonderful thing to hear. Mm. Um, but you know, one other interesting um, aspect of this production is that it gives a voice to that mad woman in the attic, you know, the mysterious Bertha Mason. Mm -hmm. So in the play, uh, played by Melanie Marshall, the, the play actually binds Bertha to Jane in a somewhat grim kinship. So the two women who are mistreated, they're misunderstood and they are also trapped and brutalised. And, you know, this play kind of draws the connections between the two characters. Mm. Um, and we, we, you know, we usually only hear Bertha's, um, of Bertha's violence from an external source, you know, like Rochester, for example. Mm -hmm. But in this play, um, to the audience, you know, she confides a desire for affection. So, he, and a lot of the time in the play, you know, that is um, portrayed through her singing. So here's a short clip actually of Bertha singing and the music is by Benji Bauer. His coming was my hope His parting was my pain The truest love in my heart was ice in every I did. 
So this is just an aside, but you know, if you are planning on reading Jane Eyre, I would also mm. recommend you read Wyatt Sargasso Sea, which was this 1966 novel by uh, Dominica-born British author Jean Rice. Um, it's a feminist, actually, an anti-colonial mm. response to Bronte's novel um, and describes the background to Mr. Rochester's marriage from the point of view of his mad wife, Antoinette Cosway, a Creole heiress. And Antoinette is, you know, Jean Ray's version of the, that mad woman in the attic. But her story is told from the time of her youth in Jamaica to her unhappy marriage to a certain unnamed English gentleman who, you know, renames her Bertha, declares her mad and takes her to England. You know, it's all the things that you will find in Jane Eyre's novel. And, you know, basically Antoinette is caught um, in an oppressive patriarchal society in which she fully belongs neither to Europe nor to Jamaica. This sounds very fascinating, very tragic. Um, and, and to be able to turn the tale yes. uh, and look at um, look at the story from Bertha's perspective. Yeah. Oh, well, who who should be Bertha? Who, who is supposed to be Bertha? Yeah. Uh, and you're right. Right. It, it's because she's a mysterious character uh, that she holds so much fascination when you're reading it. That's right. And yeah. you only get sort of one side of it, right? Mm. Rochester telling, oh, I was forced to marry her. Mm. You know, she's crazy. I mm-hmm. lock her. She will try and kill me. So mm. this, we never, and obviously there's issues of mental health that, you know, you look at it in this perspective. So it's interesting to to think about, you know, where she came from. Mm. And if you look at um, the themes in Jane Eyre, um, would you say that there are feminist themes in there? Well, I I was very torn about this because, you know, on one hand, she is, you know, not preoccupied with things like frocks and sewing, you mm-hmm. know, which we would expect from Victorian um, times, you know, the novel set in For that time. For the women of those times, Yes, right? you know, but um, also things like morality, faith and injustice are things that are very um, important to her. But, um, you know, for me... Like towards the end, sorry, spoiler alert, you know, um, she ends up wanting to look after Rochester. You know, she inherits some wealth mm-hmm. um, and she's very happy to marry him and to look after his children and, you know, to, you know ha- look after him because he's been blinded and mm-hmm. to, you know, just live that sort of happily ever after, right. which kind of goes against everything that we, you know, read about her or, you know, if you watch the play, watched about her, you know, she's about exploring things. She wants to enjoy um, her life. She wants to escape boredom. So those are the sort of things that didn't quite gel for me you know so it feels like um she's given up all those dreams um to settle for the trappings of marriage yeah like you know that is the ultimate happiness Mm. so it was to me that those are the things that i kind of uh, struggle with one could argue i suppose that um if the the idea of feminism is that every woman just has her choice and that she follows her choice if her choice is marriage and um you know home with the picket fences since she has made her choice. That's yeah. true. Yeah, so that's, I suppose, one way of looking at it. Oh. Um, so if you're interested uh, in watching this uh, National Theatre's production of Jane Eyre, be warned, it does run for about three hours plus. It may seem a bit long to some, but with its emphasis on valuing everyone and on imagination, imagination helping us transcend our enclosures is a good choice for shutdown viewing. So give it a shot. It's streaming until the 17th of April on the National Theatre's YouTube channel. And if you'd like to you can also donate to the National Theatre. All information is available on their YouTube page. Now, um, continue to tweet us any thoughts you have uh, at BFM Radio or WhatsApp us at 018-789-8899. We'll take a quick break. Um, here's a song first from the play itself where a young Jane is cautiously excited to leave her home in Gateshead and the cruel Reed family. So she boards a coach and travels to her new home and school at Lowood. Goodbye, gravel path. Goodbye, wet lawn. Goodbye, Jake 
Bulldozing Fine Measures. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Sam I am, that Sam I am, that Sam I am I do not like that Sam I am Do you like green eggs and ham? I do not like them Sam I am I do not like green eggs and ham Would you like them here or there? I do not like them here or there I would not like them anywhere I do not like green eggs and ham I do not like them Sam I am Welcome back to Front Row <laughs> under the MCO. I'm Tisha Week with Juliet Jacobs. And if you're wondering what exactly is it that you just heard, well, it's truly the mashup we never knew we needed in our lives. So that was a wrap of Dr. Seuss's classic children's book, um, Green Eggs and Ham, done over Dr. Dre's legendary hip-hop beats. And that's our second uh, recommendation for today. Performer West Tang's YouTube videos of these uh, delightfully quirky creations, shall we call them? <laughs> I dare say nobody was not bopping their head to that. That's right. And, and who would have thought the two doctors? <laughs> I didn't even make that connection. You're right. And uh, Dr. Seuss's rhymes just lend themselves to the beats, don't they? Yes. Or is it the other way around? I'm not even sure. Maybe, you know, Dr. Dre was inspired by Dr. Seuss. Dr. Seuss. Who That's right. Aren't we all inspired all? by Dr. Seuss? Yes, we are. Um, so Wes Tank is a performer, he's a producer and filmmaker that uh, based in Milwaukee in the US. And he owns his own media company called Tank Think. And he first had the idea to mash up the two legendary non-Doctor Doctors during <laughs> one of his rap performances about five years ago. Um, in an interview with CBS, Wes said he started slipping in Dr. Seuss into his performances <laughs> and realised that the crowd loved it. I mean, evidently from both of us as well, you know. Um, he shared that it started off as a funny pairing of one doctor with another but he realised that Dr. Dre's beats went really well with Dr. Seuss's words um, and subsequently he was asked to perform these Dr. Seuss raps at various events including birthday parties and you know people kept telling him to put them up on YouTube but he never really had the time to do it properly. Well until recently so Wes like most of us found himself with some extra time on his hands now that he's mostly confined to his home due to the pandemic and so he made and posted a few videos of himself rapping Dr. Seuss and these videos have gone viral raking up nearly 1.5 million views so far and it's not a big surprise why these videos are great fun to watch <laughs> yeah. both for kids and adults I mean he's just um, sitting there um, with the book in hand uh, and he's uh, he starts to rap it's it's very simply set up um, but I think as a performer that, that there's a certain uh, he's, he's quite understated mm -hmm. in the way he raps so he lets the words and the beat um, do most of the job for him um, but you I, I I would think that there's a lot of um, effort and practice that's gone into it um, obviously if he's been performing them in the past as well and so and, and he wraps the whole book yeah. which is uh, which is amazing and you don't even have to read the book to your kids <laughs> Just play it for them. for them and have some free time at I'm, last. I'm still just really amazed by how well they go together. Yeah. You just close your eyes and you think um, <laughs> this could be some hip-hop album put out by Dr. Dre. If you don't really listen so closely to the words. That's right. right. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, just a little bit of background on the two doctors that Wes owes his creations to. So, Dr. Seuss, whose real name is Theodore Seuss Geisel, is the beloved writer and illustrator of over 60 children's books. His work includes many of the most popular children's books of all time and have sold over 600 million copies and have been translated into more than 20 languages. 
ages. Mm-hmm. He passed away in 1991 at the age of 87, but his creations live on with books like Horton Hears a Who, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, and of course, the most famous Green Eggs and Ham, mm-hmm. uh, still being treasured, reads among many, many families. And his trademark writing style included the use of rhymes and poetic meters, which many experts point to as the reason for his works being so popular. Mm, and that rhyming pattern, I think which a lot of parents and educators use um, to teach children to and to, to learn to love words. That's right. right? Um, but that rhyming pattern is also exactly what makes his work so suitable to rap. <laughs> which brings us to the other artist in this mix, Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre is a hugely famous American rapper, songwriter and producer. He's not just known for his own records, but he's also produced albums and has overseen the careers of many rap stars, including Tupac, Eminem, Snoop Dogg, 50 Cent and Kendrick Lamar, among other names. And in terms of hip-hop history, Dr. Dre is a key figure in the crafting and popularization of West Coast G-Funk, which is a subgenre of hip-hop that is distinctive for its synthesizer underlay and slow heavy beats, which you can hear in Wes's rap. So here's an example. The sun did not shine, it was too wet to play So we sat in the house all the cold wet day I sat there with Sally, we sat there, we too And I said, how I wish we had something to do Too wet to go out, too cold to play ball So we sat in the house and did not think at all So all we could do was sit, 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 sit And we did not like it, not one little bit But something went bump How the bump made us jump We looked and we saw him step in on the mat. We looked and we saw him, the cat in the hat. And he said to us, why do you sit there like that? I know it is wet and the sun is not sunny, but we can have lots of good fun that is funny. I know some good games we could play, said the cat. I know some new tricks, said the cat in the hat. A lot of good tricks, I will show them to you. Your mother will not mind at all if I do. And Sally and I did not know what to say. Our mother was out of the house for the day. But our fish said, oh no, make the cat go away. Tell the cat in the hat, you do not want to play. He should not be here when your mother is out. He should not be here. He should not be about. Now, now, have no fear. <laughs> so if <That> you... dramatic... <laughs> Undertone. No, no. <laughs> you should not be here. So if you haven't figured it out already, that was Dr. Seuss's The Cat in the Hat. And um, that's, of course, a story about an anthropomorphic cat, uh, of course, wearing a hat mm-hmm. that shows up at two children's house when their mother is away and basically proceeds to create a lot of havoc. But, mm-hmm. you know, don't worry, parents. It does end well with a cleaned up house. Every parent's dream, I that's think. That's right. Yes. Uh, and so far, Wes has released four videos other than Green Eggs and Ham and Cat in the Hat. Um, there's also Fox in Socks and the Lorax. So Fox in Socks tells the story of a fox and his friend, the Knox, uh, and features a whole bunch of tongue-twisting rhymes. And the Lorax is an environmental fable where the Lorax speaks for the trees against the environmentally destructive Wansler. And uh, apart from that, Wes says he's planning to release one new video a week. So do follow his YouTube channel for those. Um, you can search for Wes Tank. Uh, how do you feel, Juliet, about one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish to wrap? Oh, I can't wait. That's right. So keep an eye out for that one. He's planning to do it very soon. Yeah, and you know, he's very humble about his creations. In his CBS interview, he gives full credit to Dr. Seuss and Dr. Dre and says, I am not a doctor myself. I'm just a nurse practitioner. <laughs> <laughs> he's always got something clever to say. 
Would you play this for your kids? Of course. <laughs> I mean, if if I, this is the way to get her interested in rap, my God, why not? And what a nice, clean, wholesome yes. way to learn about rap, right? Rather than, you know, the usual misogyn, not usual, but often misogynistic lyrics, which, because I tried to play for her once and without realizing what I was playing, then oh. I was like, oh, 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 oh I need, no, to, I need yes. to switch. But she liked the beat. So, you know, this yes. is like a perfect mashup of the two doctors. Right, because language is such a big problem, right? Eve, um, I think you'd have to go to very, very specific sub-genres of hip-hop to find one that doesn't have a single foul word in there. Uh, and even then, the content is... Um, well, they're talking about violence yeah. and uh, life in the streets and drugs and it's not easy. <laughs> it's not easy for parents to uh, explain that to kids. Yeah. Um, but hey, here's a great way to, to mash um, both together. Um, do you think that something like this is uh, helpful for parents who are looking for ways to introduce books and reading to their kids. Definitely. I mean, as you, as we said, you know, it's so so easy listening, right? And it's something that, um, and it's, it's, you know, taking from literature, it's taking from actual uh, stories, you know, and you don't have to do anything in that sense. You know, you don't have to put on the voices or to, to even read it out. You just play it for them and we all need a break. I mean, we all need yeah. some time. Yeah. Of course, we're encouraged to read to our children, which we do, but sometimes this is really a blessed break, right? Just to let them listen to it in its entirety. And so one thing I found that I, I do enjoy reading Seuss to my son, I actually find it very tiring though. Yeah. The longer books, mm-hmm. um, the rhymes are great, but you have to keep that rhythm going. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Heads off to Wes, he's really keeping it going. So I think this is a <laughs> is a nice um, alternative, I think, when I'm just feeling very exhausted by the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, and... Just, Aren't we all? Just needing somebody to take over the job for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, there's so many other resources now, right? That, uh, you know, a lot of famous people are doing readings. Mm-hmm. They're doing, um, uh, you know, mashing up things with songs. And I mean, this is just another great example of that. Um, like I said, we all need a break and we just need something to, uh, you know, just let our kids kind of... Mm. I don't know, space out too as space well? Out. <laughs> I don't know. But, you know, I guess, you know, if sometimes if they're not interested in reading, this could be an interesting way to get them interested in the books itself as well. That's true, yeah. And yeah? Dr. Seuss's books are great for... Um, at all levels, um, the introductory ones have very, very simple words yeah. and the rhyming makes it fun for kids to, you know, the pairing of the sound. That's right. You can almost see it in their eyes when it clicks in their minds. Oh, fox, socks. Yeah. And then they start to think what other words rhyme. And then, it, um, I don't know, uh, perhaps something that parents can try at home as well. I've been doing these rhyming games at, at home with my son um, and just, just throwing out a word and then each of us try to find words that rhyme and we try to get as crazy as we can. Just uh, games to get their imagination going, I guess, to fill the time. To get through the day. To get through the day. (laughs) I've I've done the same thing with my daughter and I find that even when she's making up songs and she likes to do that, Mm. she actually makes her songs rhyme. Oh, that's great. Sometimes yeah. it words that don't exist, but, you know, she's got the... <laughs> what do you mean they don't exist? <laughs> it's, it exists in, you know, her little mind, but yes. uh, it, it makes sense to her. And uh, it's interesting to see how her brain has picked up on that whole rhyming, mm. uh, you know, um, pattern and, you and know, the meter. And it shows the development of language. That's right. Um, yeah. And who knows her own language, who, I don't know, she'll write in her own poetry one day. Absolutely. Absolutely. And rap in her own style. <laughs> that is the dream. What's your favourite Sue's book? Uh, I think mine has to be the Lorax because of the environmental of course. themes, right? <laughs> so um, for me, that holds um, 
yeah, that, that's probably my favorite. Mm, all right. Because of the themes that come into it. But what about yours? Can and hat. Okay. Can and hat. And also green eggs and ham, um, simply because I can introduce that idea of, I know you think that this feels yucky to eat, but look, if you just try it, <laughs> not that it's actually worked, of course. <laughs> One can only keep trying. Yes, that's right. Perhaps if it's wrapped to him. That might, he will get it. Yes. That might be the trick. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, do check out West Tank. Uh, you can search for his videos on his YouTube channel. And, uh, you know, like we said, uh, One Fish, Two Fish, Red Fish, Blue Fish is apparently coming up next. <laughs> um, do please um, share us uh, what you've been doing at home with, um, in terms of entertaining uh, yourself and your family. Uh, you can tweet us at BFM Radio, WhatsApp us at 018-789-8899. Uh, if you missed any part of the show, you can download the podcast. Podcast on bfm.my on our app or on Spotify. Coming up at 1pm is Midday Music Machine uh, but we'll leave you now with a little bit more from West Tank, Dr. Seuss and Dr. Dre. So here's the tongue-twisting Fox in Socks on BFM 89.9. Hi, I'm Wes and today I'll be rapping Fox in Socks by Dr. Seuss. Take it slowly. This book is dangerous. Fox socks, box knocks, knocks in box and fox in socks. Knocks on fox in socks in box. Socks on knocks and knocks in box. Fox in socks on box on knocks. Chicks with bricks come, chicks with blocks come, chicks with bricks and blocks and clocks come. Look, sir, look, sir, Mr. Knox, sir. Let's do tricks with bricks and blocks, sir. Let's do tricks with chicks and clocks, sir. First I'll make a quick trick, brick stab. Then I'll make a quick trick, block stab. You can make a quick trick, chick stag. You can make a quick trick, clock stag. And here's a new trick, Mr. Knox. It's called socks on chicks and chicks on fox. Fox on clocks on bricks and blocks. Bricks and blocks on knocks on fox. Now we come to the ticks and tocks, sir. Try to say this one, Mr. Knox, sir. Clocks on fox tick, clocks on knox talk. Sick, sick, bricks tick, sick, sick, chicks talk. Please, sir, I don't like this trick, sir. My tongue isn't quick. Slick, sir. I get all of those ticks and clocks, sir, mixed up with the chicks and tops, sir. I can't do it, Mr. Fox, sir. I'm so sorry, Mr. Knox, sir. I'm so sorry, Mr. Knox, sir. Here's an easy game to play. Here's an easy thing to say. New socks, two socks, who socks, two socks, who sews, two socks, so 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 socks, who sees, who sews, who's new socks, sir, you see, so so sews, new socks, sir, that's not easy, Mr. Fox, sir. Who comes? Crow comes, slow Joe Crow comes, who sews crow's clothes, so sews crow's clothes, slow Joe Crow sews, who's clothes, sews clothes, so sews socks of fox and socks now, slow Joe Crow sews knocks and box now, so sews rows on slow Joe Crow's clothes, fox sews hoes on slow Joe Crow's nose, hoes goes, rose, rose, nose, hoes goes, some rose, rose, grows some. Mr. Fox, I hate this game, sir. This makes my tongue quite so lame, sir. Mr. Knox, sir, what a shame, sir. What a shame, sir.
Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.